Hey, are you looking to change careers? This podcast is a great start, but I've also got a book coming out. It's called Punch Doubt in the Face, How to Upskill, Change Careers, and Beat the Robots. The book is out in October 2019, and I want you to be part of our virtual release party. You can get more details on my website at futureskills.blog and click on book to learn more. Hello, everybody, and welcome to 50 Conversations. I'm your host, Nicole Merrill, the founder of Future Skills, and 50 Conversations is my attempt to have 50 conversations with career changers. And today, I've got a particularly interesting guest um, on the show because Alexandra, who you're going to meet in a minute, is actually in the middle of a career change, and she's going to share her perspective on what it's been like to um, go through the process and talk a little bit about where she's at now. So I really um, I want to welcome Alexandra. Thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you for having me. Yeah. Okay. So kind of kick people off to tell people already, give them the secret that you are actually in the middle of a career change right now. Yes. Um, I love starting out though with kind of the question, the open-ended question, what are you doing for work right now? <laughs> well, um, I am currently in just, well, like 60 some percent the way through an, an online uh, career boot camp, you know, career change into UX design. So Brilliant. I, I still do a little bit of like freelance acting, uh, when uh -huh. commercial auditions come up, but <laughs> it's mostly school right now. Mostly school. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that brings up a great question then. You said freelance acting. What were you doing before you decided to make this switch? Well, I honestly, I've had so many different jobs along the way. I studied, uh, acting for undergrad and then two years of grad school. I didn't finish grad school, but I went and did, uh -huh. you know, all of that was in New York and Chicago, um, for many years. And, and, uh, but you know, to sort of make a living as you're doing that, I was a makeup artist mm -hmm. and I worked in restaurants and, um, I did wow. writing and I'm, I nannied for a while. And, uh, I most recently worked in an advertising agency for a couple of years, uh, in Portland. And oh, okay. Was, yeah, and then I, I left there to study UX. So that was kind of my last. Um, the last big yeah, thing yeah. that you were doing yeah. before you got into that. Exactly. And you say you do some acting for commercials? Is it voice acting or? You know, is, I, is I, I've saying? done some voiceover auditions. I have never oh, booked okay. one. It sounds really great. Oh, okay. You don't have to like, you know, you can wear your pajamas and do that. But it's, yeah, it they're mostly. Sound good. Exactly, right? It's mostly, you know, commercials. There's a lot of you know, local industries here or industrials. I do some of those. There's just not, you know, nobody moves to Portland to become an actor. So it's kind of just <laughs> like a little a few things here and there or just fun. Or I do, you know, some shows every once in a while, but it's, it's not like, you know, hardcore at all. That's cool. Yeah. Yeah. But it's still pretty cool. I don't, I don't, I mean, because it is Portland, you don't meet many people who do, you know, acting. Yeah. Um, so then how did you go from, you know, doing, doing acting and, and working for, you know, an ad company to wanting to do UX? Well, I, I think I'd been searching for some time for something more stable. I think like I, you know, sort of did the unconventional thing right away and went into mm -hmm. to acting as opposed to having a solid career and then like having a midlife crisis and doing something different. I sort of did the reverse <laughs> and I was like, I've got to get my shit together and I just, I think that the freelance life just really wore on me and not mm -hmm. having, you know, health insurance is a huge deal. And, and, um, and I got the job at the, at the agency kind of by fluke. I was going to go back to school for communications and, and just 
was going to work there temporarily and ended up getting hired. And it was like, this is great. I don't need to go to school. I can just, I have a job, Mm -hmm. you know? Yeah. And uh, it sort of worked out that I wasn't able to find my niche in that organization. It just wasn't, I don't think it was a cultural match, but I, but I was really opened up to the idea that there are organizations out there that, that are creative and exciting that treat people well, that, you know, I, I don't feel like I would be giving up my life to, to work with and work for. And, and I started really thinking about like, do I want to do copywriting? Do I want to do strategy? What, you know, where do I fit in the world? Like what, if I'm not going to do acting anymore, if I'm not going to, you know, say I'm only an artist, um, what does my life look like? And it took me a couple of years actually to figure it out. Mm -hmm. And, um, I started dating someone who's now my fiance, but he, uh, he, you know, was, I was in the middle of this process when we got together and he one day forwarded me a job description for a a user experience researcher. And I was like, Mm. what is this job? Like what, I don't even understand what you're talking about. Like I knew he did content strategy. (laughs) That sounds, it's, you know, it's like a word for copywriter. Like I didn't really think what UX, you know, what that meant. And so I, that was like a couple Oh, like a year and a half ago now that he sent that to me and I just have been, you know, took one little one month class on user experience research and strategy and then just more and more and more um, reading and searching and books until finally I just, I was started looking for internships or jobs and realized like no one's going to hire you with one class. So this whole, <laughs> you know, 10 month boot camp certification thing was an attempt to become or look more legitimate or just show that I'm serious and also get all the skills. I mean, I think you can learn a lot of this by doing it, of course, and just jumping Mm -hmm. in. No one's going to, there are a lot of people that want to do it now and you're not, it's it's a lot harder than it, you know, to actually land even that internship. um, Yeah. So that's interesting. I I think one of the things I really like what you said in there, um, I appreciate you telling, you know, talking about how long it took kind of for you to like find what it was that, you know, that fit you know, because I think sometimes, you know, when people look back at people who career, you know, change that like there's this one big moment where you just all figure it out. And it sounds like, you know, it kind of like evolved over time. Um, I like the part you talk about, you know, trying to figure out what companies are good for you, right? Because mm-hmm. like, yeah. it's not always about the job. Sometimes it's about the companies too. Um, so that really stands out kind of in your discussion of how you got to this point. Um, I'm curious too, when you looked at like, how did you choose a boot camp? Because I think, um, you know, for, for our listeners and stuff like that who might be thinking about a career change, they see boot camps, right? Um, and they're wondering, like, how do you figure out which one's a fit for you? Because there's a lot of them. Did you have that experience of trying to figure out which yeah. one was a fit? How did you find it? I mean, I, it was a lot of online research. I mean, I, I, I'm a little mm-hmm. like, you know, you read stuff like, are boot, boot camps really good? Are they just trying to, you know, mm-hmm. take money off students? So I am very skeptical of, as a person, but I did, I did a lot of research. I realized that going back to school and getting $50,000 in debt was not mm-hmm. in the price for me. Um, right. So it's, it was like, I kind of just ruled out, you know, there were some boot camps that cost like $10,000 or more. That was not that wasn't going to work for me either. So, you know, I needed right. to find that like the most affordable one that had, um, you know, good reviews that, that, uh, honestly, I think at the end of the day, the one that I, I chose had a, had a, has a, a job guarantee. So if you don't get, mm. if you don't get a job, if you do, you have, there's hoops you have to jump through. Like you don't just get your money back, but, um, <laughs> if you do all the right things and you can prove that you have after six months, if you haven't found a job, they give you your money back. And oh, wow. Okay that was a big deal for me because I want a job. So it's, um, right. I think that was my biggest fear is like investing in this and then getting out and going like, well, 
that was great. Another, you know, just more money I've dumped into a class that never worked out. And I've been, you know, right. I've done that. I've done, I did a yoga teacher training years ago. I did uh, Seth Godin's alt MBA, which was brilliant, but it was just like, I've been mm-hmm. training and doing stuff and haven't felt like anything has come to fruition. So I'm really like, right. that was really important for me. Yeah. Wow, that's cool to hear too, kind of just some of the other things that you've experimented with to, to really learn and advance your skills. It's so necessary, right? Um, you reach a certain point in your career and it's like, okay, I need some more skills and yeah. going back to school and going into debt always isn't, you know, isn't a fit for everybody. No. So what are my options? And it sounds like you've done a really good job kind of exploring some of those options. Yeah, I like, I love to learn. Like I, I feel like if I'm not always, you know, learning how to macrame or taking a drawing class or, you know, just something, <laughs> yeah. it's kind of just yeah. like, it's just fun and it's, it's stress relieving and I think it hopefully keeps yeah. my brain younger <laughs> or something. Yeah, definitely. You know, tell me what, so what's it like to learn then um, through Career Foundry? Um, you said you're doing online courses. What, what's it like? Is it, is it hard? Is it fast paced? Like, tell us about that. You know, it's self-paced, which is, which is great. Yeah. So you can go oh, as cool. fast or slow as you want. Um, I have a mentor mm-hmm. that I, I Skype with about once or twice a week. You, you kind of make those appointments as you want. And then a tutor who grades mm-hmm. on the exercises and we only speak their messaging. Um, I have okay. a lot more contact with a tutor and then there's a Slack channel for all the students. So you do get a fair oh, amount perfect. of, you can be as active or as, you know, far away as you, as you feel like. Um, yeah. And it's, it, there are, it's, I think it just depends. Like there are, you know, for me, because I don't, you know, I'm a, I'm a little bit older going back to, to do a career change. I don't feel like I yeah. was as strong in some of like the computer applications and learning. I didn't grow up with computers in the same way as someone who's in their early twenties would. So, right like those lessons have been a little, have taken me longer and been more challenging than maybe some research or strategy or something else that I might have, you know, more of a natural history um, working in already. So it's, it's, I don't think it's really hard necessarily. It just depends on what sections might be more difficult for you, or maybe for some people it's all easy, but I found it to be sufficiently challenging and really interesting. Um, And really it's, but I think that's just because I like UX. I like, I like everything about it um, and design thinking and, uh, so, which is great because I also feel like I'm someone that gets bored really easily. So the yeah, fact that I yeah, still definitely. really like it is promising. At least I didn't, you know, totally mess this up so far. Right, right. So far. Well, it sounds like it. You can hear by the way you talk about it, you know, just and just how much it motivates you. Um, I'm curious too, because, you know, you chose like an online learning and I know for some people online learning might not be, you know, their their best way to learn. How do you, one of the things about online learning that's hard is like self-motivation, right? So how do you stay motivated to learn? Like what's your motivation for, for checking in and, and doing online training? Um, I think, you know, the, they have, there is a time deadline that, that does help. So they mm-hmm. have like the way they have it set up is you're, you know, ideally you submit this many things per week and, and mm-hmm. that does keep me on track a little bit. It's, but really it's just like, it's an internal motivation to, to get my life where I want it. I don't want to be in this place. I don't, I don't enjoy, I don't feel good, like not involved in something and not, you know, I'm, I'm at home or I'm in a coffee shop most of the time, which, you know, if I'm working remotely might be, might be great, but knowing I'm not bringing in like a, a really stable income right now. And that, mm-hmm. um, like I, I'm, I'm so eager and so ready to get into something and to, to be a part of something and to make a difference. And so it's like, I realize I just need to keep, keep chugging along and, and do this so I can get there. I think that's the greatest yeah. motivator for me. Yeah, it definitely sounds like it. I mean, well, you've also picked a field that is just exploding, 
right? User research experience is, is huge. Was that kind of part of your decision? Like, it seems like your background, you know, matched what, you know, user experience research does. And your partner saw that obviously at one point, but also, um, did you pick user experience research also because it is kind of a booming emerging career that, that you can, you know, have stability in? Definitely. I think that it was just yeah. like the idea that I would go choose another career and go, you know, um, into debt or do schooling around something that was so unlikely to produce an income or a job, mm-hmm. a steady job. I just couldn't, I didn't want to do that again. Like I found it to be yeah. really stressful. And um, it, although it was, I've had a really interesting life and I, I do think mm-hmm. there are many ways in which it does support user experience research specifically. Um, it's just, I, I couldn't, you know, do that again. And the fact that UX is in demand and, and uh, I think I, there's so many different applications and different companies and different ways you can use it. Um, uh-huh. was very, very exciting. Yeah. I like what you said. You, you mentioned it a couple of times now, like, you know, the fact that you're bringing other things to this, right? You have skills that you're already bringing to this field. You're not starting over, right? Um, yes. You're just simply adding new skills to your previous skills and experience. That's important for me to remember because I think I forget that sometimes because it feels like I'm starting <laughs> over. It's like, well, that was all useless. Now I have to, you know, learn all these yeah. new. Things. That doesn't. It's not really how it works, thankfully. Right. But it does feel right. that way. Sometimes. It can feel that way. Yes. Yeah. Well, it's already kind of come out in your discussion, you know, um, in our discussion shortly, just about some of the things that you're bringing to it and having. I actually have a UX background, and so knowing that you know your your ability to connect with audiences and to be able to write and you know even writing in itself, right, is the active thinking of your audience, right, and trying to understand their needs. And a lot of UX has overlap with that. Um, so that's pretty cool to hear. Um, so when you talk about this, um, you had said, you know, I'm, I'm choosing this career because I don't want to do this again. Like, I want something like that. Does that mean you think you're going to be on this path for the rest of your life, UX? You or know, do you think you might change again? I I, I guess I know well enough now to ne- never say that I know anything for sure. Like I, I could do this for 20 years and go, you know what? I want to do so- I want to go get a sailboat and, you know, fish. Like I, I have no idea. I, I hope that it's, I think that the tools that I'm learning now and just the way to think differently, design thinking strategy, just somehow this will affect whatever it is I end up doing forever. Um, right, right. You never know. You yeah. never know. The world is changing so fast. Like, yeah, careers could open up in twenty years or ten years or two years. So, but I do, yeah. you well, know, I plan to do this a while anyway. Yeah. Yeah. Well, at least at this point, like, I mean, it's a foundational skill, right? You're just you're upskilling into to an in-demand skill that's going to benefit you, and at least anything that you build from here, you know, any change you make is going to build on top of what you've got right now. So. Yes. That's incredible. And you said your program is 10 months, did you say? Yeah, it's about 10, depending on how fast you go. If you, I mean, I'm uh-huh. not, I'm not doing it like 40 or 50 hours a week by any, in some weeks are maybe 30, 40, but um, uh, it'll probably take me the full 10 months. Yeah. Yeah. That's cool. Well then for my last question, I'm curious, do you have any advice for people who are thinking about making a career change? Um, I, I think like, you know, I would just say if you if it's something you want to do, don't be afraid to like. I, I've I've listened to I just listened to a bunch of Seth Godin pod, podcasts. I'm a I'm a fan mm-hmm. of his work, and one of the yeah. things that's come up a lot recently is you know ignore sunk costs. And I think that was hard for me as like all these years I put into this other career, like how you know and and how could I do this? And I'm giving up on my dreams and all of these things. And it's like sometimes it's just 
you just have to like breathe and know that it's the time it's okay to pivot and it doesn't make you a failure. And it does like, for me, there was a lot of emotional uh, stuff that came up with the, the change and maybe that's yeah. why I'm so long to do it or, um, but I think that it's just not in the end. It's just like, if it makes you feel free, it's the thing it feel it's, it's right. And um, mm. I, I, he says, Seth Godin, something about like sunk, co- you know, the, they're just, they're gifts from your past self. And it doesn't, if it doesn't mean anything right now, it just, it's, it's okay to let it go. And it's, it's just such a, yeah. it's a different way to look at it that really helped me to say, yeah, I'm just, I'm doing this, you know? Oh, heck go. yes. Yeah. I like that, you know, <laughs> like being free. I mean, you're, it, he's so right on that. I mean, yeah. it's, you know, we can't ignore that emotional aspect of, of change. And yet we need a reframing, I think, you know, the idea for me, when I look at people who change careers, I don't look at it as a failure on one career. I look at it as you're looking ahead and you're making a smart choice about what's in the future, right? Yeah. You're looking ahead and saying, this is where I need to be and here's what I need to get there. Right. Yeah. And um, it's hard if you've already, you know, uh, had a career in other places or you've become an expert in one area and starting over can just feel like you're like, oh, my God, I don't know anything. Right. <laughs> yeah. Um, and I just think but, it's like it's insane yeah. to think that we, we should know what we want to do forever or that it's somehow a better life or we're a more successful person if we've done one thing. I mean, it's it's really oh, just right. a yeah. model that is is outdated. It doesn't make any sense. Agreed. And it's true. You know, it's not true. <laughs> oh, I'm cheering you from, from all the way over here <laughs> because um, I have a book coming out in one of the chapters that oh. just says death to the career ladder because I'm just like, that is such an outdated concept, this idea that we're just going to get on this one track and just go up all the time. And, yeah. you know, we're, we're so much more dynamic than that. And there's so many more options in the workplace, right? Like so many cool things that, that, that pop up and, you know, who you were at 20 is the same person you are at 30 and 45, and, you know? <laughs> Fifty five. <laughs> I mean, let's be real. I made some yeah. better choices now in life. Yeah, definitely. You know, so I think that part about making a career change, you know, it's not about failure at all. It is about letting go. But I, I still believe, you know, I see it all the time with career changers. You're bringing things from your past and applying them to new roles, and there's real value from the employer point of view to have someone like you on the team, right? You, you bring these additional skill sets to any job that you're you're taking in your new field, and Hopefully, you know, you'll get sna- um, snapped up real quick by an employer once you graduate. That's what I'm hoping. I hope so too. Yeah. It's, like, it's great to hear you say that and someone who's seen this and a lot of other people, because of course, like I ha- yeah. I'm full of imposter syndrome and like, can I do this? And, you know, and I'm, yeah. I'm, um, but I, I also realize like from people that have gone before, people that talk about it, that's just part of it. And it doesn't mean it doesn't, it's just because it's not comfortable all the time. doesn't mean it's the wrong thing. You know, it's sometimes the yeah. right feels terrible and you just have to keep oh, going. Yeah. Oh, I love that perspective. Yes. Okay. <laughs> that's a that's a great perspective to share. And I think that's why your your story is so interesting is because you are in the middle of it, right? It hasn't been solved. It's not a nice no, package. You're just no, like in the middle, trudging through. And you know, hopefully we can check back in with you maybe in a couple months and see where you're at. Yeah, it would be super fun. And I always tell people, like, you know, I go through imposter syndrome, too, every time I've started a new career, which I've done, like, four times. And I always tell people, you know, you just got to punch it out in the face, you know, yeah. because what's the alternative? You just have to keep going. And it sounds like that's exactly what you're doing. You're, you're killing it, and you're doing it. So thank you well, thank for you. sharing thank all of that. Yeah. And all right. So that wraps up for today. Um, I will be back with another conversation soon. In the meantime, you can find all of our conversations on futureskills.blog or on iTunes under 50 Conversations. 
Take care for now. Bye-bye. Hello, listeners. Just a quick note here. If you are a career changer or just curious about making a career change, I want to invite you to a virtual book party I am having in the fall. If you're a regular listener, you know I have a book coming out for career changers soon. I want you to be part of that release party no matter where you are. So go to my website at futureskills.blog and click book to learn more.